keep up alive. Oh my God. This time I lifted it up. Oh She's doing it over her notes. That's brave. <laughs> I did it! <laughs> I did it! Okay, take it away. I think maybe the key is going to be moving the mic into the growler, not moving the growler into the mic. Yeah, like I'll I don't want to blow your mind. Like, wait, like putting the mic here and doing it here? No, like putting the mic Wherever. where my tits are. Yeah. And doing it here. Uh-huh. That's what that is what I did. Yeah. yeah. But, I think you but, can go harder. <laughs> <laughs> you know I can. So Julie. Yeah. What are some things that you can do in ninety-three seconds? Ninety-three seconds. Jen. Well, Janine. Open question. 93 seconds. What are some things you can do? Well, I definitely can feed my cat in 93 seconds. I can Mm -hmm. heat up a bowl of chili. Ooh, chili. That's Uh good. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's less than the amount of time that an Uber driver will wait for you if you are in an Uber pool. Okay. Uh, You can also, you could, you could load your venture card. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Anything, Jen? 93 seconds. Um, 93 seconds. Um, as I've learned in yoga, that's about as long as I can stand on one foot. Oh, that's great. <laughs> right, that's, that's good. Right. That's good. That's good. Um, that's about as long in the current climate as a person is outside before they go, fuck, it's cold. Yeah. No, it is. It's, it's, it's the amount of time before you realize that no matter how many pairs of tights and long johns you have on your legs are still cold. Uh, you know seconds. what? I think it's usually the amount of time if you sit de- down next to a person that doesn't seem insane. For you to realize that they smell like urine. Or that the milk's gone bad. Something's wrong there. Yeah. Yeah. 93 seconds. That's about as long as it took for my other roommates to not eat a uh, quesadilla he made with rancid cheese. Ooh. 93 seconds. 93 seconds. You know what I can do in 93 seconds? No lie. I can make an omelet in 93 seconds. That's good. Yeah. You know what I can do in 93 seconds? No lie. No lie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can complete an orgasm if I'm being diddled by a Scottish gentleman. <laughs> okay, well, I think if, if this episode is, is teaching us anything, that it's 92 seconds of diddling and one second of, yeah! Oh! It's true. So it's really only 92 <laughs> seconds. Well, that puts everything in a new light. You definitely can't come in 92 seconds. Neither can I. It's that one second that really makes a difference. Ladies, no. just, you know, let us know. You know what I Give can do? Give us some tips. You know what I can do in three and a half minutes of voiceover? What? Convince my new husband that I'm a time traveler from the future. <laughs> With some montage, too. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, no. You don't believe me? Especially now you believe me. if I have itty bitty baby welts on my back. Oh. Not like the big deal manly man welts, but like itty bitty baby welts. Ugh. Take a baby well. But it's a good thing, though. I don't though. know why I'm making a point of this. But it's, like, it's a good thing, though, because as Jamie says, at least it won't leave marks so that her back can remain pleasurable to him while he fucks her from behind. Well, now, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that he doesn't have to look at a reminder of his own Cornish game hen back every time he does her doggy style. You know what? I'd broil it. <laughs> it would take longer than 93 seconds. Cornish game hen. Yes. It's like two. It's like two. You don't want to eat that raw. Wait a minute. 
No. <laughs> Sorry, just kidding. That was disgusting. I'm Allison. I'm Julie. That's Janine. We are once again joined by one of our favorite people ever, Jen Moniz. Hi, everybody. Because I got too drunk in the last episode, I'm going to tell you now so I don't forget that you can find Jen at J Moniz on Twitter. That's at J-M-O-N-I-Z. There's no one. <laughs> That's only everyone in the cast of Outlander. <laughs> She's the only one. J Moniz. Uh, also, if you're in Chicago, and some of you are, Consider going to see her show at Rhino Fest, which is Chicago's longest running Fringe Festival, uh, which is a thing that the other Chicago Fringe Festival will tell you is not true, but they are liars. Stupid. (laughs) Um, She has a show called Reverse Gossip that she's directing by a really wonderful playwright, Barry Cole. That is going to be open on January 28th and 29th. And you can find tickets information at rhinofest.org. Also, in four or five years. Is that accurate for your business plan? That's accurate for my business okay. plan. Yeah. Uh, go ahead and Google. Put it in your Google calendar now. Go ahead to mm, 2000, not Trump anymore, and write down <laughs> Barbarian Gelato. And Google Barbarian Gelato because our friend Jen went to Italy this year to go to gelato university which is a a real real thing thing. (laughs) (laughs) uh where she learned how to make gelato and sorbetto uh in italy with a bunch of other international students um all of whom were glad to know that she is not a racist a sexist a bigot or a toupee wearer which is a nice way of saying that they asked me very politely, who are you voting for? With a look of concern on their face until I answered. Yeah. Yes. So uh, she's a really lovely lady, Arjen. And in four, five, maybe sooner years. As soon as it's legal for a woman to own a small business again. Oh. Oh, oh shit. We're looking at a minimum of eight years. Oh, God. It's like somebody bean flicked me for 92 <laughs> seconds, but in a, a non-consensual way. Oh. Hmm. Oh. Uh, Jen will own a gelato shop called Barbarian Gelato, and I have personally had some of her gelato, and that shit is delicious. It is very oh, good. So, we are continuing to talk about The Devil's Mark. Season 1, episode 11. And I'm pretty correct? sure that that is a series, or at least a season wrap on Ned Gowan, and I just have to say one thing. <laughs> I would miss his happy face. <laughs> and hashtag Gowan for it. Gowan you know what to it. do. You go to his old man email page <laughs> and you fill in that contact sheet. Yeah. So where did we leave off, Julie? Uh, so uh, Galus just jesus herself by stripping off of her shirt and showing her smallpox scar. So she's going to go to a fucking barbecue. And because barbecue doesn't need Jamie and Claire, they get to escape. And so they leave. And uh, ride on Donis Donis through some beautiful Scottish Highland porn. Uh, And then they're hanging out in the woods, right? Just like, let's keep it real. Let's just just check and see if we can find any crying babies. I think he's looking at the scars on her back. He's he's, he's getting, you know. That's right. He is um, helping her with the lash scars on her back. Because, you know, he has some experience in that uh, milieu. And he actually says something to her like, oh, wait, I have the note. Where he's like, I don't think 
there'll be any marks. And it's like, oh, Jamie, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're thinking a little bit about your back now, too, but you're also kind of thinking about how your wife's back looks and what you want to see and uh, whatever. It's good. It's cool. It's cool. She's going to be fine. She's going to be fine. And it's a tender scene and he's helping her out. And then uh, he, he apologizes. He asked to know more about what happened, how they got there. And I can't remember if she tells him the truth first or if he apologizes for spanking her first. No, no. She tells him the truth first. Well, because first we get, I need you to tell me the truth. Mm -hmm. I know I said I would never press you for information, but in order to protect you right now, I need to know what the truth is. And if the truth is you're a witch, I need to know that. And if it's not, then I need to know what it is. And actually, he says one of my favorite lines from the books, the three books that I've read, and from the series as a whole, which is, he says, respect has room for secrets, but not for lies. Oh, yeah, that's a great line. Which is such a spectacular line. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and just so good. He's like, you've, I think you've been lying to me. Mm -hmm. So I need you to tell me the truth now. Mm -hmm. Although, you know what? She mostly hasn't. Like, you go back and watch, and she mostly has not been lying to him. She lies to basically everyone else. Well, she she didn't. Your husband. Is he not alive? (laughs) No. No. He's not alive. Because you know what? He hasn't been born yet. That's being honest with an asterisk. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) Well, that's being honest with a screenwriter who told the guy to say, your husband, is he not alive? As opposed to, is he he dead? dead? Which is is how any human being would ask that question. (laughs) No, he's not alive. So finally, Jamie levels with her and is like, just tell me, just tell me the truth. What the fuck is going on with you? Well, oh. first he brings up the fact that she has a smallpox card, yeah, just like well, Galas's. Yeah, devil's mark too. So, mm-hmm. and he asks her in a, I must say, a very non-judgmental way, mm-hmm. "Are you a witch?" Mm-hmm. It doesn't sound like when he asks her that question that like that's a deal breaker for him. Guess he's what? Just it's like, not a deal breaker. Yeah, he's just like there it just, are reasons why. Just oh, level with me. Can we add yeah. some things that Jamie is good at? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Jamie is good at asking tough questions without judgment that's great that is good good. or also with loving his wife even if she's a fucking witch right or accepting the fact that she's a witch because that means that he's experiencing things in their marital bed that the other men have absolutely no idea exist yep that's good or being able to say oh i know your back hurts that must be really terrible for you. Yeah. Without being a dick about it. <laughs> Very true. Anyway, the list of, of things that Jamie is good at grows longer. It gets especially longer later in this episode. <laughs> yes, it does. In fact, the reason this list exists comes later in this episode. Yep. The reason that the list of things Jamie is bad at exists comes only in the books, which is that he's a weak semen. <laughs> so. He asks her, he levels with her, and then she levels with him in a voiceover montage. It's a crazy scene. This scene doesn't exist, like, fucking anywhere else in fiction. Mm -hmm. Where she's like, fine, here's all of the shit you missed. Mm -hmm. We don't need to see it, because everybody who's reading the book or watching the show knows. But all right, here, I'm not going to hold anything back from you. I was married. I loved him. We fucked like five minutes before I came here. 
I have used a telephone and been in an airplane and I've been to a zoo. I have a smallpox vaccination. Did you know that eventually the internet will exist? I can't wait for you to get to internet pornography. It's going to be great. Do you have any idea that racist, sexist nonsense will eventually be called that? Also, eventually Scotland is going to be totally fucked. Do you have any idea about that? Just wait for the BPD. You're not going to know what hit you, except for you will, because you'll see it running across the moor in your general direction. Exactly. So she knows everything. (laughs) (laughs) And Jamie just goes, "Mm -hmm. mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. And you see in the montage, like, you'll see moments where he will... Like, he can't quite believe what he just heard. And he'll stand up and, like, walk over and put his hand up on a tree, like, oh, Lord. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. You just went Tracy Jordan in the back stairwell. I did. Oh, Lord. Flying machines take people across oceans. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. (laughs) Our basketball hoop was a rib Rib cage. (laughs) A rib cage. So he has those moments. But then he finally decides (laughs) that he loves this woman enough. And uh, believes her because she actually is telling him the fucking truth. By the way, guys. Hey, guys. Most of the time, women are telling you the truth. I want to say that there is something that I think comes through more in the book. And Jen, you could tell me if you disagree. Comes through more in the book than in the show. Which is that I think he believes that she believes she's telling the truth. Mm. And that's what yeah. matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely, which is interesting because that's also when we, um, not to do a spoiler, but eventually when Frank hears this story. Yeah. Yeah. He spoiler believes, section. he believes that she believes. Right. This is yeah. something her husbands have in common. Yeah. Also a thing <laughs> Man, that is she must true be a magnificent lay. And not the book. <laughs> I don't think it's just that. I think that... An advantage that the show has on the books, I know this is sacrilege. Dear listeners, please do not come at me on Twitter. I'm a delicate snowflake <laughs> with a verification check marked. Um, Which means she's heard worse than you can ever dish that's out. That's true. Yeah. I think that the show obviously does a better job with making Frank a multi-layered character. And part of that is that in fiction, you can make a character complex without making them likable in a way you cannot on television or in film. Right? Like people don't, especially on television, people don't give a fuck. If you're not the lead and you're not likable, you don't fucking matter. Most of the time, not always, but most of the time. And in the books, Frank is less likable. Frank is... Um, maybe more realistic. Frank in the books, mm, he doesn't like when most yeah. of yeah. then the je suis spoiler. We'll get there. Mm-hmm. But uh Jamie in the show also seems to accept as fact because he believes that she's not lying. Whereas in the book it seems like he believes that she believes she's telling the truth and that's all that matters. And if what she wants is to get back to the D rocks, he's going to bring her to the Drax. Mm-hmm. Is that work? Are we all right? Can we do Drax? I prefer Dick rocks. What yeah. about the big dicks? That's I'm never going to say no to the big dicks. Wait. DRs? Nah. DRs. Too the much. Docs? Too much. The docs? Dick rocks. Dick rocks is really solid. Dick rocks is pretty it is solid. It's hard. It's rock solid. <laughs> it, in fact, some might say it's solid as a rock. Uh, 
Uh, I want to keep talking about this conversation because it matters a lot and we spend very little time on it. Here's right. the thing. It's we montage. spent almost 40 minutes of this episode in our last episode. And yet maybe the single most important thing that happens in the entire first season happens in the last. It's like an afterthought. Mm-hmm. And I guess maybe it's once you've almost been burned alive, the rest of it doesn't seem to matter. Yeah, that it? It's just like, fuck it. I yeah, I travel in time. Shit. I you think- know that weird song you heard that guy singing where I got all weird? Yeah, that's because he was describing my fucking life. It's really weird. Maybe I am a fairy. I don't know. I think there's a reason that they had to have both these things happen in this episode, which is that it only makes sense that Claire would admit this after she was almost set on fire. After she was You really have to have just left. The witch trial and the almost set on fire and Gayless ripping her clothes off and screaming that she's Satan's and bride to believe that time, Claire would just say, fuck it. Totally. <laughs> and at the same time, have also <laughs> fallen in love with someone who really does seem to care what she thinks, right? Right. Because we go back to the Spankisode. Mm-hmm. She. Spankisode. Why was that not a hashtag at the time? I don't Sarah, know. I don't know. I I retroactive hashtag spank episode. Really complicated thoughts about domestic abuse in uh, historical fiction. Also, and, and, yeah, just real drunk. <laughs> we got we got smacked on the ass by Empirical Brewery exploring the science of beer. Speaking of Empirical Brewery, this episode we have another growler surprise. This one's <laughs> Comet Smash. This is that single malt, single hop action. This one's a little bit more hoppy. It is also delicious. We have had it in the past. It's really good. Uh, Empirical Brewery exploring the science of beer. Thanks again. You guys are awesome. Empiricalbrewery.com. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's let that sit for a minute. Oh God, we didn't even plan that. That was so good. <laughs> that was great. We're tuned in, baby. All right, yeah. so um, where are we? All right, oh, yeah. so they're still montaging, montaging. But Jamie is at least prepared to listen to her. Right, that's what we learned in the spank episode. Is that Jamie will listen and take in and process, and then two days later, like a man. He goes to you, oh, I shouldn't, you know what, that's reverse sexism. Fuck him. Do you hear quick on the uptake? Don't mind us. No, and I'll, I'll speak for Matt on this one. Yep. <laughs> that's a yep. <laughs> Wait, say it yep. into the mic. I'll speak for Matt on this one. Um, yep. <laughs> okay, thanks, <laughs> All right. Thank you. So... She knows he's prepared to listen. She knows that she just watched her only friend, who apparently was also a time traveler, get burned alive, so she thinks. Mm-hmm. She knows that her nice, mild-mannered lawyer... You, we didn't even talk about this. Whips a gun, gun out of his hands. Which was fucking awesome. Oh, he was going for it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, whips a gun out of his pants, and they, like, drag him through the pews. And then they, like, fucking, like, pile-drive him over the fucking... Yeah. yeah. Well, luckily, uh, a woman taking her shirt off is bigger news, so... <sighs> That's when true. Well, always. Did it, everybody, always. Yeah. Hey, did you hear that Black China's Instagram got hacked? No, don't you dare Google that, Janine. Crickets, don't do it. I was it. making a goddamn <laughs> joke about the grossness of the world. Right. Anyway, okay. there's a really good one in uh, the Die Hard. Mm, there's a good one of those. So, 
so the anyway, point is that in this montage, which covers maybe the most, the single most important thing that happens in season one, we just see Jamie listen. And he leans on a tree. <laughs> He's lucky it's not a dick oh rock Lord. or he'd end, up, he'd end up in fucking a time when they thought redheads were evil. <laughs> Daywalkers. Well, but we should talk about that later because when they... Okay, we'll get to that later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get, that, we'll uh, get to that. The things that happen in the future as well. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, where do they where do they end this? It ends with her just being like, so, what do you think? Or like finishing the story and him just staring at her. Because she Cricket. has well, hold, on, hold on, hold on. It's in Scotland. I forgot. Yeah, it's in Scotland. Scotland. Hold on. It's um. Mm-hmm. Cricket. 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 Well, I actually think that that, that it ends with the moment that you brought up earlier, which is that he hears this whole story, and his reaction is, "So that time you ran away, oh yeah, you were trying to get back to the Dick Rocks to your husband, and, and I to a beat you that's for not it, and he's and just like." Like, yeah, what, he's cool. just feeling, like, horribly he guilty. Like, he internalizes it. Yeah, he's like, I'm an asshole. You know, this is part of why people lionize this character. And sometimes it's silly. Sometimes it's that he's a romantic fictional character who's good at the sex, who's played by one of the hottest fucking people on the whole goddamn planet. And that is why people love the character. And sometimes it's because it's a man who hears his wife tell him an impossible story, and his reaction is... You tried to save yourself, and I beat you for it. Mm-hmm. God, I just got a little dusty. I'm not I'm just saying. Lie. Yeah. Do you need some more guacamole? I think maybe you need some more guacamole. I think it's really. It, I think it's really profound and beautiful. It you is know? because he no. really. I'm. I and guarantee I, that I'm going to need some more guacamole at the end of this no, episode. I'll tell I you. I would actually argue that the moment that Claire falls in love with Jamie is is, that moment? is, that is the moment. moment when he says, "I believe you." Mm-hmm. Is actually you see this look on her face where it's like she was just like fuck it, fuck it all. This is all worth it. But he says, "I believe you." When she just said this impossible thing, you just kind of see a layer melt off of her, oh, and she's just like, "I can't even deal with the fact that you believe this." I can't wait until we reach. Maybe this will be the one. Eventually, we're going to reach an episode where we're talking about this show in the detail and with the enthusiasm with which we talk about this show, and it breaks Janine, <laughs> and he goes back and starts from the beginning without us, all by himself, <laughs> and then by that point, he knows the whole theme song, so it starts, and despite the fact that he's never fucking seen more than two episodes, he goes, <laughs> sing me a song that is... <laughs> Okay, you should have. I'm sorry. Ninjas immediately swiveled our mics. Yeah, to the listening audience, both Julie and Allison swiveled mics toward Janine so fast. I don't. I only know the singing song, but I also know you're wearing your deer sweater. Oh, I am wearing the deer sweater today. You are wearing the deer sweater. I wore my fan shirt. Yeah. I can't wait. Eventually, we're going to get there. Maybe uh, it'll be in season three. It might be. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, okay, so now we know that Jamie's heard the story and Jamie believes her, and now Claire is truly in love with him. And then. Um, then so they're montaging, and she's describing the future. Right. They're going on and a mystery believe journey. It. There are questions it. about elephants and airplanes. Mm-hmm. There are questions about. Um, Edward Snowden. 
and um, there are Laffy Taffy, Ivanka Trump. Uh, there are questions about polar fleece and its relation to regular fleece. There are questions about uh, formaldehyde and so actually thalidomide. Yeah, yeah. There, uh, there are questions about cocaine. Uh huh. What is that for? Mm-hmm. What do you use that for? There are questions about the mass marketing of Cornish game hens. <laughs> There are questions about the 24-hour news cycle. Uh, there are questions about podcasting. And... and which... Yeah, and, and Patreon. And, which um, felt like pandering to me. Just oh, a little. Just a, <laughs> there, there are a lot of questions about vibrators. <laughs> and what they do. Wait, yeah, that, that cross into real... I'm just saying. Just, mm-hmm. it, that's always real. Mm-hmm. But so anyways, after this long, this long ride they in which we it. hear all these things. And then it's nighttime. They arrive mm-hmm. at a mystery location. Claire seem, doesn't seem to be sure where they're going. No. No, no does she say take me home? Yeah, it's... No, a, no, no. He's, he's, they describe in the montage that she's talking about this, and then when he is talking, he is talking about Lallybrook. And, and describing so Lally Brook that Lally Brook means home. Yeah. And she says, take me home. And so she thinks that's where they're going. Mm-hmm. And then this final night throughout this montage, they're camped down somewhere in a mystery location with a fire next to them. And uh, Jamie goes in. Claire's asleep. Claire's I, asleep. I wanna, well, she's kind of, she's drifting off. I wouldn't say she was totally asleep because I can't say he would do that. You know what? I love a half asleep orgasm. <laughs> I love one. When you're I like drifting off. That. I cannot Ooh, do that. You're missing out. I can't do it. It's hard. I can oh. do it while I'm asleep. Have you ever had a wet dream as a woman? Sure. Yeah. I can do it when I'm asleep. I couldn't do it while I was falling asleep. Oh, I would be awake. I, it's like, now it's like drowsy. It's like you're floating on a cloud of somebody's is, fingers in your stuff. This is what we talked about with the morning sex. I just can't do it. Yeah, well, no. Nope. You have other thing. abilities, Not Julie. my thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. You've got a woman's secret. <laughs> I have several. No, I'm kind of with Allison though. The groggy one. There's something. Ooh, there's nice. Something. Yeah, yeah. There's Ooh, something. Ooh, it's all nice. about the combining words today. We'll oh. call it a groggasm. <laughs> I like it. Or grogsome. So she better. obviously grog-some. or grogsome. She or obviously grog-some. is worn out from riding Doolin or whatever the horse's yeah. name is. Donus. Donus. You were thinking Dougal, which makes me think that you were ready to ride the gilf. I said Doolin. <laughs> oh, God. I know somebody with that last name. Sorry. Oh, you wouldn't. But you also know, <laughs> you also know a Vanderball. Anyway. I do. So, I do. Okay. So, so Claire's half asleep by the right, fire. Di- dozing off. And Jamie's like, you know what would make her feel better? <laughs> and he just hikes up her skirt. He just gently, so gently, fucking uh-huh. gets in there. Handwise, digitally, he gives her the digits. He gives her his digits. That's what he does. And what follows is 92 seconds plus one. Yes. Yeah, 92 seconds in a year. 92 seconds is long for television, you know? We agree. We all agree that that's long. Wait, I mean, is it like dog years? Are we saying that's like a 90-minute orga- orgasm in dog years? I don't know. All I know yeah. is that I timed it, and it was 92 seconds, which is one minute and 32 seconds before she has an orgasm from his fucking think, hand, and that is not realistic. The, the reason commercials are 60 seconds to 30 seconds long is because of human like ability to pay attention to it, and the fact that they gave 92 Seconds. Oh, I'm paying attention. Okay. Oh, I'm paying <laughs> yeah. a lot of attention. Yeah. I think this scene is a bit of a crossroads. You are left with two choices. <laughs> you can 
believe yeah. that this is an unrealistic piece of television. Or you can believe that Jamie Fraser will get you screaming <laughs> in under two minutes. And I choose the latter. I just can't. No, that's why, Julie, you created this list. This is why this is the top of the list. It is. He's very good at bean flicking. No, but I, I will say it's not the orgasm that she has at the end of this is not like the one at the after uh, the spanking when they have the makeup sex. where right. She's like raging, or, screaming. More importantly, the one in the episode after the makeup sex where he's eating her out for breakfast. Yeah. yeah. It's not either of those two. It's a sleepy, it's a half asleep middle of the night orgasm. Oh, but it's it hot. No, I mean, I'm not saying it isn't hot. Every but. sex scene in this series, it wouldn't be in the top five, but it would be in the top 10. No, I would put it in the top five. I'm just, because it's a fantasy. I'm just saying it's not like she's having the best orgasm of her life. She's having a good one. Certainly. Yeah, but I mean, it's not. Aren't they all good? Exactly. Well, know, also, so, and you know what? Yeah. You know what? Hold that on, hold on. Point. Let's swing the mic his yeah. way. Hold on. What am I? After after such a traumatic experience, like yeah. i.e. the witch trial, yeah. and he's able to bring her to orgasm, I couldn't fucking have sex for at least two weeks after Donald Where Trump was elected ju- president. Me too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where. It's just about her pleasure because that's the other thing, right? Oh like, yeah, she's not jerking him off. She she says like, "I want you I want you inside me. me," and he's like, "I just want to watch you." Right? He's just. It's just about her and what she's feeling, and him doing something for her. And that is maybe the only way. After being almost fucking burned for being a witch, being a woman. Edit corrected. Well, right. that a lady could like unclench all of her business. Sure, <laughs> but it's it's him doing something for her, but it's also him choosing how he wants to remember her. Yeah, that's Ooh. a really good point. Which is that he's about to send her back to the Dick Rocks, and he's Which like, we don't I, yet, but he does. Yeah, he does there because that's where they're going, and so he's like, I don't want my last memory of her having an orgasm to be something I. I am eyes closed, half remembering. Right. At that mock I point, want Jen. to remember oh my God, the entirety of it. Just that's moved very up. romantic. It yeah. moved up to like number oh, two. Yeah. It moved up to cry balls. Oh, honey, yeah. it's cry balls. Okay. And I have sex balls. <laughs> Can you give me the, the do you need some junk oil? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Sex oh. balls. Sex balls. Mm-hmm. So it's. Uh, guy balls? Guy ball, sex no, balls. Sex balls. Yeah, because if it, just I mean, balls. as he's proven, Fly he's. Balls? D's nuts. D's nuts. Yeah. Can no. you get some junk oil for D's nuts? <laughs> what nuts? <laughs> D's nuts. Anytime. I'm sorry. Cheeseburger. 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 Yeah. So, Jen makes an excellent point. It is an incredibly romantic gesture. However, when watching it as a person who doesn't understand what's coming, well, other than Claire. We <laughs> <laughs> and then nailed it. And then you <clears throat> see what comes next. You forget you forget that because the actual scene that comes up is so sad and like you forget that that's actually what he was doing. As a that's person a, who didn't read really the books, point, well, because um, yeah, because as a person who didn't read the books, I would not have put that. I don't together. remember that scene in the books. Do you? I remember. No. I remember some sort of sex when she doesn't realize she's near the dick rocks, but I do not remember it being about him giving her pleasure and preserving the memory of her, like 
not to put too fine no. a point on it, but sort of losing herself to the throes of ecstasy and what you will. That wasn't too fine a point. No. <laughs> it was exactly the finest no. point? That was the right point. Okay. Yes. No, I don't think that there is an equivalent of that in the books. But it's I know there's I know there's a sex scene in the books, but I think this is one of the one of the moments where That's really interesting. Adaptation is cool, right? Where adaptation can do things that books cannot because it's visceral. Like watching one person get off while the other person doesn't, and that is what they want. Well, and also the books are very first person from Claire's point of view. And so that scene from Claire's point of view couldn't have that kind of, those kind of layers because- You see her wake up in the morning and she's very much just like, I had a great orgasm last night and we must be close to Lollybrook. And he says, yeah, go up that to the top of that hill and you'll see. Right. Here we are. You'll see home. it. And where did he bring her? You guys? To the Dick Rocks. Here's a thing that's in the books that's not super in the show. The Dick Rocks make a noise. They go. <laughs> she describes the buzzing sound. Yeah, but we don't hear it. And they and that's actually a very uh, a sound effect. Okay. Maybe I can do. Uh-huh. Wait, hold on, hold on. Mm-hmm. Let me try this. Oh God, this is going to be a mistake. No, oh, that's no, bad this news. is bad news. No, she's going to bear. She's going to regret this. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been horrible. <laughs> well, not laughing. <laughs> Jesus. They make oh. a noise like this. Oh, that's true. Can we have an entire episode? <laughs> no, let's do like, like, Julie, let's do like Meryl Streep doing a dial tone with Chris Cooper in adaptation. Are you ready? <clears throat> you start it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh... So it sounds something like that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, Claire all of a sudden realizes that Jamie has brought her not to Lallybrock, but to her home as he knows it. Yeah, that he sent in her home and a look of panic the on doctors. her face when she realizes the doctors. that. Mm-hmm. It's the doctors. Mm-hmm. Do you get it? Because it's the DRs. The Dick Rocks. The doctors nailed it! No, no. Dick Rocks. No, I know. It's always going to stay Dick Rocks, but come on. <laughs> She's trying. I, I know you're trying. You're trying to get What's it out the of dick the dick rocks. Well, because you can't nickname a nickname. Okay. I know this. But so, Oh, except for that's not true because Bonnie Prince Douche became BPD. It's true. Well, you can shorten one. BJR yeah. became a beige. Yeah. I mean, Kevin would definitely tell you you can make a nickname. That's true. He's anyway, dick full rocks. of shit, though. So they, they approach the dick rocks, and uh, that's where I will say uh, the thing I brought up earlier, which is that Jamie actually does walk up to... The dick rock. The king dick rock. And touches it and says, is this the one? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, it's obvious it's the one. It's the biggest one. Yeah. (laughs) Come on. But, um. I mean, I'm pushing my glasses up, but technically they all have to be there because it's a stone circle. So whether or not it's the king dick rock, all of the dick rocks have to be there. So instead, the noun (laughs) is the circle itself and not. Stop pushing my drink at me, Jimmy. Yeah. He was just slowly edging that was, towards her as she spoke. King Dickrock, though, weirdly, is in the middle of this circle, right? Am I wrong? On the well, show, I mean, come on. How many times in your life have you seen one dick surrounded by a circle of dicks? 20? 25? Every time I go to work. Oh. Do you want us Damn. to delete that, Julie? No, they Do don't know. Nobody listen? listens to this shit. Okay. okay. All right. 
You can delete it if you want, but I stand by it. All right. It's existing. I stand. It's already been existed. (laughs) So he goes to touch it, and does he hear the sound? Does he actually hear? Oh, no. Like there's not a traveler. Yeah. Here is Je suis spoiler. If you've not read the books and you really don't want to know anything about anything, just um, do me a favor. Uh, Take out your headphones for just a second and go like this. Right, and you'll be fine. I mean, I'm imagining that on CTA right now. Yeah. yeah. Starting now, just for a real quick minute. So eventually, Julie, you're getting another glimpse into the future. Uh, it becomes clear in the books that it is possible that traveling through the doctors <laughs> is genetic. Oh. Okay. So, okay, so that means BB, whatever name is, the fucking redhead's gonna go. Maybe. Yeah. Um, that Brianna has yes. the ability to go. It's uh, not just about her. No, there it's are a others. It's a broader thing. Because there, there are others. Wait a minute. Is Claire related to Jamie? <laughs> no. No. Well, Jamie okay. can't travel. Okay, so. All right. Like, Jamie can't travel. Period. All right, fine. Well, I mean, he shouldn't. Uh, if you're just joining us. <laughs> okay. So, um, <laughs> so they're at, uh, they're at so the, they're at the, they're at the dick rocks right? and, and he reaches out and can't do it. He reaches out. And he's like, oh, this is the one. Right. So what happened? And she starts brave. Yeah. Like I wouldn't, it's like a baby in the woods to you too. Yeah. You brought me to like shit. someday I'm going to go to Stonehenge. Cause when I fucking studied abroad, I had what we'll call questionable priorities and I didn't go to goddamn Stonehenge. Mm-hmm. It's not that great. Olgie. There's one, there's one in Oregon. I went to it. Okay. Look, it's Stonehenge. Sure, it's the same thing. Stonehenge yes. is it's like, reversed. You oh, okay. never see this in photos of it, but it is actually within a hundred yards of a major highway. Mm-hmm. Oh God! I've Isn't heard that, that weird, yeah. right? Doesn't that fuck with is your like perception like of it? Mm. Okay. Yes. So, so anyway, he touches the dick rock. No, but I happens. I think it's actually an interesting moment that he he walks up to it and he kind of touches it casually, like, "Oh, this is the one." God, does that mean he's willing to go back? Did he think he would get no. zapped back? I actually think that there was a part of him that. Doesn't believe Doesn't her. believe her. That's better. Right. But the second she starts walking towards it and her hand is like an inch away from it, he grabs her he so this hard. This is a thing the book does better. The book sort of implies that maybe she starts to fade away. Yeah. Like maybe she starts to go kind of invisible and he grabs her back. And that's when she can tell that he not only believes that she thinks she's telling the truth, but believes that it's real. Mm-hmm. So the moment he grabs her back in the show i think it's more loaded in the book am i wrong yeah i would agree that it's okay mm-hmm. but but he definitely sees her in the, in the show it's it doesn't Empty. E- even matter that she's well, we've got four oh, cans guys, right here go for it this is how serious this episode is listen <laughs> <laughs> this is charlatan an american pale ale from maplewood well, mm-hmm. I would say, I would say even too, like it's. Well, I just want to make this reference. She was Back to the Future in it in the uh, book. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, right. So she's disappearing out of the weird Polaroid. Yeah, that's. Mm-hmm. I really just want to make that reference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Back to the Future. And, <laughs> oh and God! Fun. Here's I mean, how you can tell that I've had just a couple. I was about to say, oh, she's Leah Salonga-ing it. It's actually Leah Thompson. Leah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Salonga is Princess fucking Jasmine. Yeah, yeah that's uh, you Leah but you, or Leah Salonga on Crazy Ex. Although I was going to say the Crazy Ex girlfriend reference. Shining, yeah. shimmering, splendid. Yeah, wonderful. You know what? We just hit forty minutes, and I have zero fucks to give. <laughs> Who cares? We swore that we would be under forty minutes. Sorry, Jenny. So he no he grabs her back from the rocks and is like, "I'm not ready." You know why? Because now you believe her and you've seen it and like, oh, you're no. upset. He apologizes for stopping her. Right. And he the, shouldn't have because that maybe messed something up or whatever. Right. He shouldn't have stopped. he's fucking noble. And then he says. He wants her to be, because he knows that now they're somewhere with the airplanes and abortions and like women being able to have bank accounts. And he knows that she should work somewhere where well, husbands let's not go over, their women Let's not go people. overboard. It was the 40s. Yeah. <laughs> back alley abortion. Yeah. Fair enough. At least that. But uh, he's like, well, there's nothing for you on this side. I'm going to turn away and walk away and you make the decision. Yeah, he says there's nothing here but violence and death. Yeah. And, and then he turns and walks away. where I will be. Is this just in the book or is this in the show too? I don't remember. Here's I'll be where over there. I will be. If you won't need me, I'll be over here. But go. And I'm going to leave you to go because I'm just going to hold you back. Yeah, he says I'm going to stay there until morning yeah. to make sure you're okay. I think he says that in both the book. Yeah, and the, he though, said it in the show. Though in the Book, he is staying actually at a cabin or something like that. There's an actual house that he's what in. What is it about fucking it's in a not- cabin? They fucking it later on. Yeah. <laughs> no. It doesn't happen there's the actually show. There's actually a really nice, funny moment in the book. There's a lot of funny moments between Claire and Jamie that they just skip over in the show, in the book. There are lots yeah, of but they comic- don't do the scene where he shows up with his face all blacked like they're going to fuck and then they don't. That's not in the book. No, that's true. Um, but he, he, he says he's going to retire to some cabin that's over there. He'll be there until morning if you need it. But in the, in the show, he just goes to the bottom of the hill again. Right. He's hanging out there. Uh, and Julie, then she I'll sits. This, the scene that you love, the sex scene that you love, is from when at, is Claude Moore right? Is in yeah. that cabin? Yeah, it's a double right. fuck cabin because we. T- so it's the same cabin. That's what I said. Why don't I get the cabin? It's the twice fuck cabin. Oh god damn it! All right, fine. Twice fuck cabin. Uh, <laughs> that is now on the fence as you enter. <laughs> twice <laughs> fucked cabin. Yeah, you know. Hashtag. So uh, TFC. He leaves, and then she looks down at her hands for a is long that the time. Family Channel. <laughs> yeah. she's looking at her rings. I'm going with it. Okay. She looks down at her hands for a long time, and we get the double wedding rings. We got Jamie. We got Frank. Yeah, 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 yeah. We get it. We get it. There's two times. There's two men that love you. Yeah, you but have to make a decision. It's not just the men, though. It's things like well, baths. And fucking then why the fuck? Then why the fuck did she make the choice she made if it wasn't about the man? Well, it wasn't just the man. Ah, uh, no. Oh, come on. What I'm saying is, oh, the woman had scales, mm-hmm. and on the two sides of the scales, she put Frank, Twinkies, laundry, elevators, the smallpox vaccination, and Campbell's soup. And on the other side, she put Jamie and his dick. And then, like, and then they weighed out. <laughs> on the other side, she put 92 seconds. 92, 92 seconds. Second seconds. Orgasm. And one second of. <laughs> Yeah. So obviously that would it is about the man. Yeah. So we get God. You know what? 
what? It's the funny thing is I don't give a fuck about this scene at all. Like I don't really, I watched this what two days ago. I don't remember Claire making this decision. What I remember her is her showing up at this campfire. Jamie's all asleep, which he wouldn't be. I'm sorry. He'd be awake, freaked out and eating a rabbit. He just killed with his bare hands. <laughs> yep. And Claire walks up and she says, one of you hit me. One of you ladies hit me. On your feet, soldier. And then take me home to Lallybrock. Yes. But we forgot the one thing I wanted to say. Oh, Julie hit it. Which was when she was thinking about going back to the future and reaching out to touch the rock the second time. I was thought to myself, better hope you don't land in 2017. Oh. Anyway, Patty, she Damn. didn't make that choice. Instead, she went back to Jamie and said, take me home to Lallybrock. Blackout. And so now we know we're going to Lallybrock. It's true. And you know what's there? Jenny. Jenny fucking Murray. God damn it. I love her so much. <laughs> when we, for those of you who are Patreon patrons, especially you, Kathleen Moniz. You're the best. You're number one. You're our favorite if patron. You listened, <laughs> if you listen to the live show, you will know that in our question and answer portion, a lone gentleman stood. A man so among bravely. women. So bravely. He sounded a lot like if he got drunk, he would sound more like he was from Arkansas. <laughs> he also sounded kind of swole. A little swole. You, you just you do. just do. You sound like your muscles are crowding your vocal cords. Yeah, your vocal cords are a little cramped because you're so fucking swole. You get that burly dog. And he said, Mary, fuck, kill. Jamie, Murta, Jenny. Julie, do you remember what your answer was? Yeah. Hit me. I would marry Jenny, fuck Murtaugh, and kill Jamie. I remember that, too. Mm -hmm. I said I would marry Murtaugh, mm -hmm. fuck Jamie, and attempt to kill Jenny, but she would kill me because I'm no match for her. <laughs> that is fair. That yeah. is fair. Yeah. And for those of you watching for the first time who aren't skipping ahead, which I don't understand you. How do you not just keep watching? Uh, maybe maybe there's nobody. Maybe no one is doing this. There's maybe I'm be, imagining maybe. a listener who's going, ooh, the next episode is Lallybrock. I'm going to yeah. wait to watch it until the day before Lallybrock comes out. So You're saying this, listening. but there's at least one person that's doing that. And to that person, I say, you are a champion. For real. Mm -hmm. But... To that person, I also say, you don't even know what's coming. <laughs> God damn it, Jenny Murray. Who, did best. you tell me they went to college together? Yeah, Laura. I don't know if they went to college together or if they went to something else together, but they were in school at some point together. Laura Donnelly is the name of the actress that plays uh, Jenny Murray. Jamie's sister. And she and Sam Hewan went to school together. He recommended her for the part, right? That's incredible. Yeah. It's so cool. Mm. Um, all right. Well, we're going to do scales for this half for the episode as a whole, because maybe we want to burn things down less. Yeah. So I'm going to try really hard on a scale from costumes, mm -hmm. um, a podunk high school production of the crucible <laughs> uh -huh. to uh, Jesus Christ superstar on Broadway. <laughs> Similar kind of persecution, right? Sure. I'm going to go ahead and make that leap. Could I do better? Could I? Who cares? Could I? Oh, no. Hocus Pocus! Oh, On a go. scale of a high school podunk production of The Crucible to Hocus Pocus, 
especially if you're going to say to Bette Midler in 2016, dressing up as her character from Hocus Pocus <laughs> and looking exactly the same, despite the fact that it was like 16 years ago. That's the scale. Where does this episode, costume-wise, fall on that scale? I think that it's going to be closer to the Podunk High School crucible. Really? Even with Guy Luce's red shoes? Uh, Yeah. I, I'm not going to go all the way back to Podunk High School crucible. Also, Backwells. Remember Backwells? Yeah. No, I'm going to go to like... State University production of Crucible? No. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Jen's got it. Jen, well, Jen, where are you going to go? Because you've given away your answer. No, no, that's her answer. That, I, I will let her have that answer. I would say... What's that movie that came out last year? The Witch? Yeah. There you go. <sighs> Gotta be honest, Julie. The Witch might be higher. The, the art direction of The Witch is like out of control good. All right. I, I stand by it. Okay. Jan, do you have an alternate answer? No, that your no, answer no. is... was too good. No, I stick with State University. All right. Yeah. So now we're going to go... We're, yeah, we're going to save the bone metric for last. Mm-hmm. So on a get up and get a beer scale. On a scale of first half versus second half. Whole episode. Ooh. I don't think you can get up and get a beer during this episode. Well, I can get on. up and get a beer in the second I'm going to give you a scale. Okay. On a scale of election night 2008 to election night 2016. I failed to see a difference between those two election nights. Oh, I do. No, I see a 100% difference. It's the, it's the, it's the energy with which you get up to get a drink. Oh, jo- joyous versus despair? Yeah. Yeah, but it's a complicated episode, right? Because yeah, it's a it little is. of both. Uh, okay, so where does point, it fall on point. that scale? Election night 2004. Oh. Ooh, Julie wins. Oh, Wait. that's good. Because it's like, you're really upset. But in hindsight, you're less upset. Because it could be so much worse. Like it is now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you, Jen? Um... Let's see. Um, no, I would say that it was um, that election night 2008 because it was, I was so not confident that the country wasn't going to, I really I, thought, I feel that I wasn't either. Yeah. I really felt like, I, no, our country's too crazy. And then they made me believe. Oh God. I can't believe it. Doesn't sound just wonderful now? Yeah. They made me yeah. believe, and then I kept believing for eight years that they weren't as crazy as, as they have proven to be. Okay, last scale. The only scale that's positive for this episode. The boning scale. The boning scale. Okay. On a scale of... Um, let's say... What's something where somebody has to type really fast? Secretary. Secretary. <laughs> Too much sex. There's too much sex in that movie. I love that we both said it. I, I also love it. What about war games? Or, oh, that's not bad. Or, or the beginning of, uh, or the or the scene in um, Band of Brothers. Oh, fuck me. That. Fuck it off. I'm done. I'm yeah. Done. Okay. <laughs> We're gonna go with war games. There you go. Okay. Do you want to play Hackers. a game? Hackers is fine. From Hackers. On a scale of Hackers, or the, I'll also accept the net. Yeah. Okay. Okay. To um, the roller coaster scene in Fear. Ooh. Which is Ooh. the best finger bang on camera that I can think of. I don't know, really. I mean, can you think of a better finger bang on camera other than this episode? All kinds of better bangs in general. No, it's fair. Okay. 
Then I think I think it's fear level. Fear level? I think this is a fear level finger bang. Is it a Marky Mark and a Funky Punch? <laughs> In good vibrations. Um, I can't. I can't. Uh, I don't know because I have to admit that my perception of the fantasy finger banging that happens at the end of this episode is the incredibly colored by the witch trial that happens in is the first the half of it. Is it the fanta banging? I can't, I can't get it up for it. I can't. So it's you like... You literally uh, said maybe 10 minutes ago it was one of your top five sex scenes in the entire show. As a fantasy is what I said. Okay. When I'm thinking about it in the context of the actual full episode and thinking about the witch trial, it's very difficult. So I have to go somewhere in the middle. Okay. Uh, what is a problematic but hot sex scene? Almost every sex scene ever filmed. Yes, truly. But like one that really stands out to you. Well, how about the makeup sex scene in two episodes ago? <laughs> no, I actually think... No, Requiem for a Dream is too bad. It's too no. sad. I think we, we called out Secretary. I think the spank in Secretary is a that's, decent... Yeah, maybe. Maybe it's like that because you're... You're watching it and it's Oh no, Julie, I've got yeah. a great one for you. Have yeah. you seen a history of violence? Oh the <gasps> Oh on the stairs. On the stairs. Oh, the yes. stairs. This yes. is a good example. Yes. yes. Mm -hmm. Cuz that shit is hot and very upsetting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, there we go. Not the cheerleader. The cheerleader, that's just hot. That's, that's funny just hot. too. That's also like funny yeah. and hot. I remember reading something that said that the uh, the director was informed that it was the very first time the stunt coordinator had ever been asked to provide stunt pads for a sex scene because the actors were going on the stairs and, and they were worried about them bruising themselves. So they had to give the stunt pads on the stairs. And he's like, never <laughs> happened before. Never have I had to give actors stunt pads for a sex scene. That's a God. That's a really good scene. Mm -hmm. And like really upsetting. All yeah. right. So I won't say that the one in Outlander was upsetting, but I will say that because my, general mindset was so upset by the first half of the episode it's hard for me to judge it yeah based on its own merits so this is oh, likely going to be you know, oh Jen, i'm sorry go ahead. one one more just because this and this may be uh, aging me out of the rest of you but uh uh, don't look now, Donald Sutherland and Julie Christie. Anybody seen this? Uh -uh. No. Oh my goodness! One of the most famous sex scenes actually ever filmed because it's um, it's a montage of uh, cutting back and forth between them having sex and then getting dressed afterwards to go to dinner. But there are a couple who just lost a child, and so oh. it's a sex scene that's very like fraught. Ugh. But it's but it is also very sexy, and then is intercut between them very mundanely getting dressed to go to dinner afterwards. Interesting. It's a really, really good, like they're in Venice. It's a whole like thing in the seventies. Check it out. It's good. You know what's, you know, what's a great sex scene hmm. in atonement. Oh, you brought this one oh, up. Oh, the library gets fucked against a whole wall of books. Yeah. Actually also one of the best written, like in a book sex scenes that Ian McEwen scene in the book. Yeah. Of that is really really good <clears throat> so we're almost at the end of 2016 and it is possible if not likely that this will be the last episode that any of you hear mm -hmm. before 2017 so in the spirit of that 
I would like to ask each of you, what is mm, your favorite thing you watched this year that was either hot, Scottish, or incredibly upsetting? Yeah. Wow. That's a, I know my answer right away. More, then even better. No, you cannot choose Outlander. No, it wouldn't be Outlander. Julie, go ahead. Election coverage. <laughs> upsetting? <They're> very upsetting. <laughs> okay. <sighs> womp womp. You know what? Let me revise this. <laughs> Let's make this a better present for our listeners. Uh, hot or entertaining? The most hot or entertaining of anything you watched in 2016. Part of the reason I thought of this is because lemonade. midway through this lemonade. episode, midway through this episode, Julie just reached into her bag while we were recording and handed me. Oh shit! I can't actually say this out loud because I'm not allowed to do. No, this. you can't no, say you it. Can't. Sorry. We can talk about it later, though. No, but you um, handed me a movie. The last that twenty I lent minutes her. are problematic, but the rest of it is incredible. Right. I and will, I'm going to lend it to you. Oh well, okay. I will. I will say that uh, a combination of hot and entertaining, and also kind of a gift for Miss Allison Shoemaker, which is just Kate McKinnon and Ghostbusters. Oh God! There you go. Yeah. Jen, that's a great choice. Julie. What? I already said election coverage. No, but I removed upsetting as a category. Oh, oh, uh, lemonade. Beyonce's lemonade. Oh, good choice. Define for me again what this is. Either hot or entertaining. The most hot or entertaining thing. But Julie, real quick. No, actually, both of you. Jen, Ghostbusters, why? Just a couple of words. Um, because uh, Kate McKinnon was fiercely funny and kind of crazy pansexual in that movie. That's great. And I just really appreciated someone spanning that yeah. in a big blockbuster. I was like, thank you, Kate McKinnon, for showing up, making us all laugh, and just being fucking and while you did it. And also making us all want to fuck you. Yes. <laughs> Across <laughs> the sexual orientation spectrum. It's kind yeah. of like, no matter where you land, Kate McKinnon was hot in that movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. You know what? I gotta give Ghostbusters my vote, too, in that regard. Because Kate McKinnon and Allison and I had a, like, I, Mm -hmm. as a... We had very, we had complicated reactions to Ghostbusters. Complicated reactions, but I will say, Kate McKinnon, oh my God. You still get your own choice, but you can second hers. I will second the shit out of that because she was Obviously, I will. How many times have I talked about wanting to put Kate McKinnon on this podcast about Outlander? A lot. (laughs) Okay. Julie, you, talk about Lemonade. Why Lemonade? So, the first time I saw Lemonade was the night that it was released. And uh, Neil wasn't around. I can't remember why he wasn't around. Or he started to try to watch it with me and started to fall asleep. And I punched him in the face, essentially. And I was like, go to bed right now. You don't deserve this. <laughs> I can verify this because Neil watched it. And, and then I watched night. it with Julie the next and night. And then the next uh-huh. night I said, Allison, have you seen this? She said, no. I was like, you must. Neil, you have to watch it too because you couldn't fucking hang last night. <laughs> And it was so surprising and beautiful and angry and it it really, like Beyonce, everybody wants to give Beyonce shit, but I think Beyonce is actually an artist learning what it means to be that learning what it means to be an artist also a goddamn cultural warrior. Exactly. And she, this was, I think. Obviously, formation was the beginning, but Lemonade really cemented her finding out the power that she has and how she can use it and what she wants to use it for. And I was incredibly impressed and cried a lot. You guys, I cry all the time now. 
No, but I would I would agree. One of the things about Lemonade specifically is I feel like that was a really interesting moment of somebody who became famous before they became an artist. Right. Yes. Exactly. She was well, always a great singer and a great performer. No, no, right. no. Yeah, somebody, somebody who always had talent, right. but who got famous before she became an artist. And she that is didn't become an artist really. with Lemonade, but she fucking. Uh, shut down the deniers with lemonade. Right. Yes, I would she agree. She got with that. famous before she had a social conscience, and then all of a sudden she understood the weight of her fame and how she could use it, mm-hmm. and how she could create pieces that spoke to people in a very deep and, and you meaningful know, that way. That goes back to single ladies. It really does. Single ladies, yes, but that's more of a, it's a but little bit popular. Of, but, but I that's get part it. Part of the whole album as a piece of what it means to have your status as a woman defined by your relationships. Right. But then formation had a lot of stuff where she was stepping out of things that a lot of people didn't think that she would ever step out of. And then lemonade was like an explosion out of those things. Yeah, Lemonade is definitely her most socially conscious work, but I feel like she's been, she's been exploring as an artist for a while. But this um, was her, was about her previous record was about, um, the incredibly, uh, controversial stand that being married and having sex is awesome. Yeah, that's right. Drunk and love. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Among others. That right. Whole right. The whole, the whole album. Yeah. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, we're good. We're good. Janine. All right. Thanks for <laughs> the sign telling us how long we're talking about things. Julie said lemonade. Janine, what is your 2016 most entertaining and or hot thing that you saw this year? Uh, either is fine. Uh, no one's gonna like any of my answers. Who cares? Oh, hit it. Who cares? Um, my buddy Josh Michael has had a very good year, and most anything he's been in is actually what I like. So he was in Independence Day. He was the long-haired guy on the boat that was having much more conversations with the government than you'd expect someone like that to have. Uh, and he was also in Walking Dead uh, this last season. And those are, I'm going to give that my entertaining because literally the hottest things I've seen this year are, if I, if I were to d- divide the two, have been related to Outlander. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. So, uh, Josh Michael, you get the most entertaining. Uh, Josh Michael is, uh, uh, I, I want to find his Twitter because it'd be really silly if ever, somehow Josh got connected to our Outlander conversations. Um, but Josh Michael is definitely hashtag Josh Lander. Josh Lander. If I'm you're not, listening, I'm not it's gonna... Jen is literally going to be the only person who does this. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's that yeah, I would separate the two because it's hard. For, it's hard for me because I've 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 spent the year uh, watching a lot of old stuff. Sure, like Penny Dreadful. I'm trying. To... Whatever you watch, the shit out of Westworld. I fucking love Westworld. <laughs> I don't. Like, as we're talking right now, a friend of mine is trying to tell me how she's so upset by Westworld, and I'm literally saying, give it a chance, give it a chance, give it a chance. Like, I'm just typing, give it a chance. Okay, we should talk when we're done, because I thought Westworld was amazing. Thank you! Great. Great. Uh, I'm last. I'm gonna say... Two separate things. (laughs) Because whatever I fucking can. Uh, one is Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, which I talk mm-hmm. about a lot. I need but, to catch up, man. I'm like two episodes behind. But it's, um, Jen watches. Mm-hmm. I do. Uh, it's really special, and you 
Yes, you who got Agent Carter canceled are also going to get Crazy Ex-Girlfriend canceled. Can I throw one thing in before you do your second one? Please do. The Handmaiden. Oh, I love The Handmaiden. Yeah. That's the best scissoring you're going to (laughs) see. I almost made Jeanine choke just now. Yeah. And it's totally justified. It's a, yeah. that's a beautiful movie. What's the one that just got canceled? It is canceled? the most plot-relevant scissoring you're yeah. yeah, so you're the same people that got that canceled, including me, because I didn't even know it existed. Yeah. I also didn't watch it. There are problems beyond that. Okay. With girls behaving badly, but yes. Mm-hmm. But this Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, like... You don't need cable. You to should watch, watch this. Yeah. You, you can should watch the show. If you have a television, you have the CW because it's technically a major network. So, like, all you need is one of those thingies, uh, rabbit ears, whatever, and some foil, yep. <laughs> and a five-year-old to change but the channel for you. But there's also an app you can download. CW Seed. And watch the CW shows. You really should watch this show. It's, it's incredible. Just fucking. So there's a song in the second season called Friendtopia. Which seems more and more to me with every passing day like a viable option as a system of governance. And it's a dystopia where three women drink mimosas on the White House lawn after killing all the members of Congress. And then make everyone watch Hocus Pocus. <laughs> that is, that's how oh, government that's the goes. Song. That's it. Friendtopia, all citizens must watch Hocus Pocus. Friendtopia, uh, it's like a Spice Girls ripoff. It's, it's hilarious. Like, it's very moving and lovely and funny and weird. Uh, the other thing I will say is a movie that if you have Amazon Prime or know anyone who will give you their Amazon login, which I will. Nope. No, 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 Allison, Allison, no, no, don't no. offer that. Six nope. listeners. No, no, we honey, we have way more than that. No, I won't. No, but somebody no. will. And you know, hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> at least one person at this Someone table, asshole, just clapped shut when you did that. <laughs> but at least one person at this table has my Amazon login. So it might be two. It's definitely one. I don't know if I do. You, Julie, you are the one I know for sure. I think I am probably still logged in on your PlayStation. I don't. I only use Neil's or mine now. Yeah, it's because I'm. I've been logged in for a while. Yeah, no, I've never used yours. On uh, maybe back in the day I did, but now we have our own Prime. It's completely separate. Like we use Neil's. Oh, you use. Your Prime. Mm-hmm. I'm on your PlayStation. Mm-hmm. And I know that because the shows that I watched recently keep changing. Mm-hmm. That's all that drew my Netflix account. That's anyway. weird. So we should log out and log back in? Is that oh, no, you're fine. Because I own all of Outlander Season 1. So do we. We pay for stars. Oh, well, it doesn't matter. Anyway, um, we'll figure it out later. Uh, Jenny is coaxing us on. Uh, is a movie that's on Amazon Prime. Which is 72 minutes long. Which Jen watched with me. Are we talking about The Fits? Yes. Oh. Yeah. The Fits is 72 minutes long. Janine. It's a first feature mm-hmm. from a really wonderful filmmaker named Anna Rose Homer. We watched it after recovering from watching a Neon Demon, which oh, is never sorry. watch ever. It, but it's 72 minutes long. There are no white people in it. Almost no adults in it. Mm-hmm. It is about a little girl who knows how to box, who wants to learn how to dance, and also about 
the crucible being um <laughs> no essentially yeah are we going yes. right now being <laughs> alone being afraid to be different but afraid to not How be different How is this the hottest most entertaining thing you saw this year Because it's incredibly entertaining Okay come on you watched it the, the last 10 minutes Enthralling sure I don't I know if I would use the word entertaining thinking about it since February Okay fair enough So also um lots of YouTube videos Yeah <laughs> I watched a lot of cat videos this year. Yeah, me too. I do. Yeah. So with that, by the way, cat and Santa hat, check it out. Uh, if you're hearing this, it's so good. It's so good. It's the best. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. Okay. Uh, I watched it like twenty times. You are right. hearing this, and it is 2017. That's great. Un Things bon happen like we planned. If you're hearing this and it's 2016, we'll be back at you next week with more shit that entertained us in 2016. We'll see. Uh, but regardless, thank you so much for listening and for making this show possible. Uh, Jen has only been here for two episodes, but she listens to all of them. And uh, I think that I speak for Janine and Julie and myself when I say that this has been one of the really good things about this year for us. It's been fun and weird. And, and like, <laughs> who are you? I love you all, but we love you all. Who are you? I what I love is knowing there are people in the world who wanted. Listen to this because I don't want to listen to it, but I assume I am alone in a vast empty universe. <laughs> so like like Kelly Should I say to Kelly Bodden of Portland, Oregon, who I have never met, but who talks to me on Twitter all of the time because of this show, I say to you, Thank, thank you. you, Kelly, for making me feel less alone in the universe. That's what I say. I say thank you to the woman who created a fake name to both download, donate to us on Patreon and follow us on Twitter. To you, Jen Lander Drunklin. I say thank you to Jen Moniz sitting right here who tweets regularly about how we make her commute more bearable. I say (laughs) thank you. And to the zero trolls we have ever had, because we Uh, only appeal to women, and so no one is a dick, mm, I say, thank you, zero trolls. Oh, did you get a troll? No, I didn't get a troll. I just was like, ugh, trolls. (laughs) I was like, when you say their name, that's when they show up. What? And especially, I want to thank... Our Patreon patrons, Amanda Newton, Beth Locke, Friday Payton, Jen Lander Drunklin, <laughs> and our greatest our second best. episode she has ever listened to. Patron. Hi, Mom. Ka- <laughs> Kathleen Moniz. <laughs> Uh, if and all of our other patrons thank you lots of you including those of you who give a dollar a month it really means a lot it really does um, we buy all this a- hot new equipment we pay for the web hosting and you guys the more you pay the better it gets that's really true <laughs> but it also means that we get to do it we get to do this show without bankrupting ourselves and all we really want to do is keep doing it without it being so expensive that we have to stop and that's what you donating means so thank you uh also if you like the show please please tell people yeah tell people um do all our hashtags were last episode was uh hashtag gowan gowan for it this episode did we have one hashtag monkey vest monkey vest vest, also last episode this episode. Uh, I don't think we had a hashtag this episode. Hashtag whatever. Hashtag, hashtag 93, 93 seconds. seconds. Julie. God damn it. 
<laughs> oh, <laughs> hashtag 93 seconds. That's nine three seconds. There you go. Hashtag nine three seconds. Yep. Uh, regardless, whether you're doing the hashtag or not, if you like the show, please consider leaving us a review on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Google Play, wherever you listen. Uh, if you like us, please consider following us on Facebook or on Twitter. We're especially funny on Twitter, <laughs> mostly because everyone who listens is so funny and we retweet those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you really like the show, consider backing us on Patreon. Patreon patrons, many of them get episodes early. We also eventually are going to send out T-shirts to those in a certain bracket. Mm-hmm. We just have to figure out exactly what they're going to say, and that's a T-shirt a season. So then you get a bunch of weird T-shirts. One of them will say like "Pample Moose," and one will say "Guilt Rules," and um, one will probably say "Suck It BPD." I don't know. Like <laughs> we, we don't know. We don't know options. One we, will say "I miss you, Suppy Thieves," and somehow we'll. Find a way to make it sound like that. One thing we should also say is one of our uh, sponsors is Empirical Brewery, and they're great. They're right down the street. We get their beer every week, and they're incredible, and they're super nice to us. Empirical Brewery, exploring the science of beer. But really, we want to thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Janine. Thank you. Thank you, Jen. Thanks. Thank you, guys. Thank you, microphone. Thank you, moon. Mm. Thank you, snow. Thank you, 20 degrees below zero. Thank you, road. Thank you, bladder, telling me I have to pee. Thank you, no penis. I'm really just going to keep talking until somebody cuts me off. Thank you, Petros. Thank you, you, beer. Happy 16! Thank you, window. Thank you, space bar.